All my life I've been wishing something, something satisfies. Are you singing songs from the Foo Fighters? I am. Actually, you know what the best one I've seen? What? Was, I got a confession to make. <laughs> but it was a meme of Dave Grohl baking a cake. And say, it said, I got a confection to make. <laughs> you know, that meme would work really well if it was Dave Grohl in a confessional booth with a Catholic priest. Oh, <laughs> it's probably out there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Jason. So I, I had my wife was gone on. I think she was gone on a photo shoot. And I had, you know, my daughter was in bed and I kind of had like two hours to just do whatever I wanted to do. And what did I do? Daddy time. I watched the Foo Fighters documentary Dude, on Netflix. Dude, it's so good. It is pretty good. And, and I'm you, not a Foo Fighters fan Yeah, either. you're not a Foo Fighters. I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan. And I told you, I was like, Alex, you got to watch this They're thing. one of the bands that I never got into, but like I obviously respected. Like, I, like you know, because you meet those people like, oh, they suck. Or like, I would never listen to them. I never listened to them, but I respect them greatly. Because, I mean, Dave Grohl just seems like a really awesome guy. Phenomenal songwriter. Yes. And I didn't realize that, like, all the songs, I was like, oh, man, this is a Foo Fighters song? Holy crap. Yeah. This is awesome. But it was just a well-put-together documentary. I was really I was really stuck in a rock in a hard place because there was the Foo Fighters documentary, but then there was also the NHL Enforcers documentary. Well, that'll get watched. It's it, in the queue. So... I, I chose him, Foo Fighters over hockey. Him talking about his songwriting where he's like, yeah, all the kids in Europe, instead of moshing, they just bounced up and down. And I just kind of like, they bounce up and down like this. And so I need to write a song in that tempo. I need to write a song they can bounce to. And he's like, like, just how nuts, like the thought that goes into that songwriting. Yeah. That blew my mind, man. I love the video. So they've got a bunch of videos up on uh, YouTube where it's just Dave... Dave and his band covering classic rock songs, which oh, yeah. that's that's a my wheelhouse classic they did rock. A, well, the tour that I saw them way back in the day on um, um, early 2000s, every show they did a different cover song. It's just, it's sweet. So, Somewhere on Napster, there is, you can download all, the, all those cover wow, songs. Wow, that, the, <laughs> the, the 90s called. <laughs> they did. Uh, but so obviously we're talking music today. We're talking music today. And guess what? We didn't get Dave Grohl. No, he's a little, he's a little hard to, uh, yeah, he's a little hard to book. I mean, I had our people call his people and we got ghosted. I thought we didn't, it didn't work out very well, but we got the next best thing. Yeah. Brian Eichelberger from the sing team. I am so like proud of you for getting his name right now on several different occasions. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no i've been practicing uh, brian's like i was giddy and kind of nervous like i i get a little bit nervous before we like interview any guests but this i was pretty i had i'm a big fan of his music the way the way he writes and, and puts his songs together and no Super excited to have him on. Yeah, he was an awesome, awesome guest, and we really hope you guys enjoy this interview. And he talks about, we talk about his his time at Mars Hill. We talk about our favorite songs that he put out. We talk about the new album that he puts out, um, that yeah. he just put out. So uh, Just about, about worship, too. I mean, Alex, you and I both play in worship bands. Yep. We both have played in indie rock, or, well, I played in indie rock and punk bands. You've... I don't know what our genre was. So just, metal, metal core? Yeah, it wasn't. Ne- it's not necessarily metalcore. I don't know. Metal? I don't know. Just roll. Oh, with you, it. you're your own, your own little special subgenre. Yeah, we let's are. let's name it right here. What was your subgenre? So there's there's rock. Yeah. There's metal. We're wood. 
Wood. <laughs> wood wood music. Just good old fashioned uh, wood music. Yeah. All, all I think about is like a <laughs> is the that so the, the claves the claves yeah. those wooden sticks that you hit together. That's all yeah. I think about. That's what we were. Just yeah. a, just a collective of people just, hitting claves. Collective yeah. claves. You know. Just a couple of wooden sticks beaten together. Yep. Anyway, so guys, sit back. Enjoy this awesome, awesome interview with uh, with Brian from the Sing Team and two guys who just could not make it as pastors. No, they we tried. couldn't. And they just couldn't make it. So what did they do? The next best thing, start a podcast. So everybody, this is not your pastor's podcast. Alright guys, today we are here with Brian Eichelberger. Hi! Hey man, how's it going? Doing great, how are you guys? Not too bad, sitting in Alex's musty basement here. It's not great. That, it's not that bad. Well, it really isn't that, I mean it smells very woody, very cedar-like. I'm just wow. saying, for our whole minimalism kick though, you got a lot of stuff on the floor. Hey man, <laughs> I'm... Don't 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 judge me. I think Jesus I said as, that. I feel as if I'm almost there. <laughs> I can smell it and see it all now. Yeah. Well, welcome to Flint. Um, <laughs> so a few months ago, or probably like half a year ago now, um, my wife and I we traveled over to Grand Rapids to see King's Kaleidoscope and Citizens and Saints, and I yeah. was super pumped to see that the Sing Team was opening for them. Oh man, yes. I found you guys a while ago and I just uh absolutely love the song Satisfied in You. My wife and I we play it a lot when we um go into jails and other ministries and people just love that song. Mm. So I'm kind of like um a little bit like Chris Farley here. <laughs> like remember that one time you played that one show? <laughs> um man well, that was a blast in Grand Rapids, man. That was a that was a fun room, that theater there, and yeah, we, I it was a very memorable day for us. So, so quick confession. So we're there, and I'm watching you play, and I didn't realize beforehand that you were going to play in all three bands. That yeah, night. that is yeah. insane, dude. Like yeah, to, to play three it, sets like that. It is insane. It's totally insane, and. uh but it's really fun too, and uh, yeah, really sweet getting to getting to share making music with those guys for sure. So, so yeah, what's nuts is like okay, as I told my my wife Jess, and we've played in bands and stuff, and we we know how it goes, we know how tiring that is, and I was like, well, I, I want to talk to Brian after the show, and you know, just say hi and stuff, and. Um, they had that little question and answer session after the show, which was pretty cool. <laughs> and but the guy like um, who was hosting it made like a big deal about not uh, like making big personalities out of people because we're just people. Yeah. So it's like now I'm, I kind of don't know if I should ask any questions. Yeah. But <laughs> but so. After the question and answer, my wife and I were up by the merch tables and, you know, some some of the guys from the other bands were coming out and, and saying hi and stuff. And 
And I look back into the auditorium and I see this guy who I think is you. And he's just kind of meandering through the aisles. And I tell Jess, I was like, hey, there's Brian. I'm going to go say hi to him. And I'm thinking to myself, like, because this guy was like picking up trash from in between the seats. I'm like, how cool is that, dude? He just played three sets. He's at this venue. He's never like, oh, I don't know if you've ever been there before or not. But here he's after the show and he's picking up garbage. Just what an awesome dude. And so I'm walking down the aisles to say, you know, hi. Um, and as I get closer, I realize that this, this guy's clearly not you. <laughs> and, but we're, we're the only two people, like I'm in his row at this point, and we're the only two people in the auditorium. So I just walked up to him real casual and I was like, nice show, man. And I just left like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's, yeah. that's, that's too good. I, you know, I have a feeling that I have a lot of doppelgangers out there. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of keep getting identified as, you know, Oh, you look like my cousin's, you know, husband or is something it, like that. Is it kind of like the style but, right now? The beard, thick frame glasses. I mean, I feel like yeah, that's, that's all of us yeah, right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure like if, if anybody saw the three of us be like, Oh, look at those three brothers. Like, yeah. yeah. Probably so. Like You're Alex right. and I don't look anything alike, but we get mistaken for brothers all the time. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And then I have yeah. the cheesy Christian response, brothers in Christ. <laughs> there you go. There it is. Nailed it. Uh, cheesy Christian <laughs> coffee mug sayings. Well, so, I'm sorry I missed you after the show. No, man. It's totally cool. I just, you know, was really embarrassed and then just kind of left at that point. I'm sure <laughs> we could have stuck around a little bit longer, but... I didn't feel like it after that. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to run into that guy again. Uh, don't don't blame you. <laughs> but you got uh, the Sing Team has a new record coming out. Yes, it is out. It is in the world, and I'm so excited about it. Is that the first one since you guys did the the four song EP back in uh, man? I can't remember how long ago was that. Yeah, I even... think 2011 was when we. Um, put out that ep maybe it was 2012 i should have should have checked my stats but um (laughs) yeah i think 2011 2012 we put out that ep and um yeah nothing for quite a few years last last christmas we put out a little christmas song on a compilation but um i i don't blame you if you missed that um (laughs) and then yeah this uh this is actually our first full-length record so um yeah really excited to get to get to have it out there so like if you had to describe what the sing team sounds like to somebody what what would you tell them uh well (laughs) the the thing i always say is uh it's it's motown meets the muppets (laughs) 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 that's like uh, the muppets really are one of my uh biggest musical influences um i i kind of just for some reason i I just love the like show tuney sort of campiness of it but yeah definitely like the the motown influenced you know groove um with kind of disney-ish orchestration and then the you know campy group vocals and stuff um yeah, it's it's hard to describe, but I I 
I think that's a cool thing about it. I think um, I don't I don't even know how we stumbled upon that, you know, making music like that. Um, but I, I, I sure I'm glad that we did. It feels like um, something I haven't heard anywhere else. So. Yeah, just want to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, like I, uh, I had a a friend like uh, send me your stuff a while ago. He's like, check this band out. I think you'll like them. And um, I heard what a friend we have in Jesus, which Alex and I have been like singing off and on all day. Like I'll I'll say I'll sing the line. I'm not gonna sing it now, but I'll sing the line, and uh, Alex will fill in the bass line for me because it's just a groove and like. Oh yeah. I just I, I love all the bass work in the record, it, but it's funny because yes. you you play satisfied in you in the jail, and then yeah. I, I played what a friend we have in Jesus in the jail before. So your your music's just getting around to all the inmates at the Genesee County Jail, Brian. Man, so that's great. <laughs> they love it. Yeah, they, eat they, it up. they actually do love it. I had one guy come up to me a couple weeks ago. He's like, you know that song? You should record that. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's it's kind of already been done, and it's much better <laughs> than, than what I just did for you, dude. Well, that's cool. I love you. Guys. I love that you guys are doing that. That's that's very sweet. Yeah. So, like, I mean, to talk about that song for a little bit in itself, like, um, I always tell people, hey, we're gonna pl- play this song, and um. I tell I tell explain people like what it was like growing up for for me in the church and singing um, hymns, and we would sing as the deer pants for the water, yeah. and, you know, and we'll sing as the deer pants, and it's just guy in the suit and everything, and and it's just 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 really uptight, and um, I remember going to church, at, especially when I started going to my wife's church, uh, n- not feeling like I fit in. Mm. And just wanting to like get out and get away from people. And there, there's this picture um, that saw Psalm 42, and it had a deer panting water by this, you know, majestic waterfall and everything. And uh, you know, this this beautiful pool and this, this forest in the background. And um, I heard your version of it, and I was like, "Wow, this is this is way different than what I grew up in. It's way more heartfelt." And I went back and I read. Um, the psalm, and then I read a bunch of different commentaries on it. Uh, uh, one in particular by Spurgeon, it, describing this deer like that's just you know left in the desert in in these uh, drought conditions, about to die. And as that deer pants for water, as that deer needs water, so does the author of Psalms need Christ. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Holy cow, this is so much deeper." And your song, the way you wrote the the lyrics, it just does a such a great job of um, of really drawing the actual text out into the song, and then you cap it off with um, Jesus at the end, G- Jesus being the safety scheme. Mm. And uh, man, I feel like I'm I'm just I'm describing your song for people who haven't heard it. But can you tell us what it was like writing that song? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, it it's it it came out of a really interesting season in my life. Um, I was um, a I was a volunteer worship leader at my church, and um, was just loving that and pouring lots of time into it and. Um, 
uh, and kind of through, through the through a, a season of a few months, there was asked to stop leading worship. Like they were pretty bummed with like my approach on uh, like leading leading worship on Sundays, and <clears throat> and so I I. Uh, I stopped leading worship and in that time was just realizing how much of my identity I I placed in, in being a worship leader. Like this, this is kind of what I have done and been a part of since I was a teenager. And, um, and it was like in a very healthy way, uh, identity shakeup like i'm i'm not defined by by being a worship leader um and that's good like i am a child of god i'm uh i'm loved not because of what i do but um but because god made me and because god loves me and uh so is there a really like humbling season for me this is that's sorry this is sort of a a long like setup because that doesn't really have much to do with writing the song other than the fact that um i wrote it in a time that you know it i i've heard some people lead that song as a part of their gathered worship services but it's not like a great you know, fit. It's not like you can just kind of throw it in there any Sunday or something. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's just a song that I wrote because I wanted to write it. It was like actually something that was happening in me. And I, d- I didn't have any, you know, purpose to, um, I, I never thought I would record it or anything. Um, uh, so in, uh, at, at some point during that season, I, uh, got to hear John Piper preach on Psalm 40, 42 and uh, it really he really helped that text come to life to me in a new way and he was teaching it to uh, worship leaders to um, uh, to people that you know that that's what they do and um, was teaching it as a means to uh how how we should approach gathered worship that we come together not because we all have all of this great great stuff to offer but because we are broken and empty people and that we can be coming together for gathered worship with attitudes of just oh my gosh we are just destroyed and we are needy together and individually, we're needy for the grace of God, for identity in Christ. Um, Man, that's awesome! And so, <laughs> so that's that's what made that text come to life to me in that in that first way. Um, but it's been pr- pretty interesting over the years how many different things it's it's meant to me. Um, I also really struggle with anxiety, and um, and I find that that most of those struggles come in times of, uh, just hard circumstances, um, mostly around like 
things where where I fail, where I just like have totally messed up and and can't control my life in the way that I want to. Um, and then, and it leads to just like crippling anxiety for me where I don't know how to talk. I don't know how to express what I'm feeling. I don't know what I'm feeling, uh, other than completely frozen. And so when I, I'm just going for a long time here, guys, um, no, you're totally feel, fine. Feel free to interrupt me and direct me if we're, uh, <laughs> if we're going on here too long, but you're good, man. Um, yeah, just, uh, getting to getting to sing that song in the context of um anxiety has been incredibly uh encouraging to me really like the one thing that gets me out of that funk that gets me out of that sort of emotional paralysis um is looking outside of myself and um acknowledging that there's a God that's bigger than all of my problems, all of my failures. Um, and that I can rest in that rest in being a part of his story, um, rather than trying to be the master of, of my own story. So yeah, it's been really sweet to get to share that song and, and get to hear so many people who have stories, life stories that, um, that song has has been encouraging to them as a part of too. So, dude, it's a it's a bombshell of a song. It's like uh, when I when I write songs too, and I've uh, I'm not as good as that one, but in the past, like I always, I always uh, f- don't cut yourself short, Jason. I mean, you wrote you wrote a song about your the haunted house you grew up. I in, did so, but. I always like I always love that moment when you're when you're playing a song and that that song's got a big bridge in it and then it comes back out of that and the whole room is just quiet and I know when I cover your song at the at the jail and other various places like it's it's got that that feeling in it where um the whole room's locked in and it's like what what's the next lyric going to be mm. it's it it takes a song and it makes it powerful uh do you do you mind if we play a clip of it yeah go for it man that's great i have lost my appetite and the flood is welling up behind my eyes so i eat the tears i cry And if that were not enough They know just the words to cut and tear and prod When they ask me where's your God Why are you downcast, oh my soul? Why so disturbed within me? I can remember when you showed your face to me As a deer pants for water So my soul thirsts for you And when I behold your glory You so faithfully renew 
like a pedophrest for my fainting flesh. I am satisfied in you when I'm staring at the ground. It's an inbred feedback loop that brings me down. So it's time to lift my brow And remember better days When I love to worship you In all your ways With the sweetest songs of praise Why are you down? Cast, oh my soul, why so disturbed within me? I can remember when you showed your grace to me as a deer pants for water, so my soul thirsts for you. And when I survey your splendor, you so faithfully renew like a bed of rest for my fainting flesh I am satisfied in you let my sighs give way to songs that sing about your faithfulness my pain reveal your glory as my only real rest. Let my losses show me all I truly have is you. Cause all I truly have is you. down on me I'll recall your safety scheme You're the one who made the ways And your son went out to suffer in my place And to tell me that I'm safe Why am I down? Why so disturbed? So, so Brian, how did you get into music? Like, did you grow up in a Christian home, or did you like learn how to play an instrument and then be like, "I'm gonna be a rock star one day," and then realize that, like, uh, I'm playing shows, but not like the typical rock star shows? Yeah. Um, so, my musical background is I actually grew up playing violin. That was my first instrument and uh and still is my my i would say it's my primary instrument um i started playing violin when i was four years old and just are you one of those child prodigies 
I don't think I would say that. <laughs> um, After watching but, you at that show in Grand Rapids, you played everything. Like, uh, you're, you're playing guitar, you're playing keys, you're playing horns. Oh, you're one of those kids that plays everything, and then I'm jealous because I can only play guitar. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, no worries, man. Yeah, so grew up playing playing classical music. That was That was my, really my entire music musical experience until I was, you know, maybe 13 years old, something like that, um, where I, I really got interested in, in writing songs. And so when I started writing songs, I had to pick up another instrument because it's just really dumb to try to accompany yourself <laughs> singing a song playing violin it's actually impossible um, I challenge any violinist out there to accompany yourself singing a song um, so yeah I, just, I started teaching myself piano and guitar and um, and then in high school uh, that's that's when I really uh, uh, started to lead worship um, as a part of my youth group that I was growing up in um, it just was really sweet to me how how powerful it was to um, to worship in song, and so I wanted to be a part of it. So I kind of just started picking up any instrument I could to be playing with some other high school kids, and um, and that's that was kind of my my upbringing playing music in that way. So like. Um, the question I have, I have for you is, you know, you, you, you started doing the worship music early on. And then when I had the opportunity to see you live, dude, you were rocking out, which was awesome. And it's always been a curiosity to me, um, because both Alex and I play in praise bands at our church and we've both played in, you know, I played in indie bands and Alex in punk bands and Alex played in metal bands and, and how do you strike that balance between worshiping and performing or is mm. there a balance? Like to me, that's, that's always kind of been a struggle. And I'm, I'm wondering how, how you've worked through that. If you've, if it's even been a thought. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think the most important thing is just being yourself and then being, <laughs> being aware of the context that you're in as well. Um, <clears throat> I think there's some context when like really going for it and rocking out isn't necessarily helpful or appropriate. Um, you know, the, the show that we were doing in Gra Grand Rapids, that, that kind of was, you know, what we were getting to do was, was share music in a way that, um, uh, you know, it, it wasn't like a, a gathered worship yeah. service for for a context of like a particular you know church body or something like that we um we're excited to get to share music and get to get to sing with other people in in a way that feels natural to us and you know we got to do that at, at that show and um you just but said you know, it, you yeah, just, it's, it's, well, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you just said it there that feels natural to you. So you feel like you're being more of yourself outside of a church context. And do you feel like that? Like I would feel like that would be like, 
I'm just being me and maybe even more open to worship as opposed to a Sunday morning where it's like, I'm playing the chords and I'm, I'm worshiping, but I, in the back of my head, it's like, should I dial it back or mm. should I just just be me and deal with any flack that I may get afterwards, you know? Yeah. Well, I think, I think that's a unique, you know, position that, that we're in with those bands when we get to, when we get to tour like that and we're doing our own shows, you know, people are coming because they, they want to hear the music and they want to be, be a part of those shows. Um, and you know, just because, just because there might be more like physical freedom in that, um, in that environment, I don't think necessarily means that I'm being most myself there. Um, you know, for, for example, um, yesterday, um, with the sing team, we got to lead worship at a church in our area that, um, we had never been to before. And, uh, and man, let me tell you, it was, uh, it was a tough crowd out there (laughs) and I, I feel like I would, you know, if, if what I felt was most helpful in that context was to invite them into what we were doing, um, you know, more with what I was saying, um, and, and letting my, my demeanor be something that was, you know, appropriate for, for that, that context there. And it was just a, you know, completely different thing, but I didn't feel like I wasn't being myself. You know, I didn't feel like I was handcuffed or something like yeah. that. It was just, it was just, a, a a different context. And, um, yeah, I think, I think everybody can be comfortable in, in being themselves and performing. Um, it, it just takes a, it just takes a, um, a confidence that is, you know, bigger than just yourself and what people see you as, you know, it, you almost kind of have to like stop thinking about that and just not worry about it. That's hard to do, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it is hard to do. It's, it's, it's really hard to do. And I, I think it, it just takes, um, it takes, it takes time to learn how to do that, you know? And um, and it takes getting to do it with friends and community that are able to encourage you and, and make you feel comfortable as well. Yeah, absolutely. So right now, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Brian. Timmy. Oh no, listen mister, my mom says I'm not really allowed to talk to you. Does your mom tell you everything, Timmy? Well, yeah, I, I guess. Bet she never talks about your father. My father? I, I guess not. Timmy, let me look at you. Uh, okay. My god, it's like I'm looking into a mirror. What? Timmy, tell me, does your mom still hang out at dockside bars? Uh... Has it been eight years already? Do you like baseball, Timmy? Maybe we can have a catch sometime. Wait, are you my dad? Timmy, I have no idea who your father is. All I came by to say was to leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast. Ah, oh, shucks. I really thought I found him this time. Oh, Timmy, I'm sure you'll find out one day who your real father is. And you never know. He may be closer than you think. 
You run along and go leave those five-star reviews. I'm sure your father, whoever he is, would be very proud. All right, guys, we're back with Brian from the Sing Team. Say his last name, Alex. You can say it. I, I said it just really. I said it. I said it in the in in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Jesus knows you know his last name. Yeah, Jesus knows. Yep. I mean, yep. we all know Jesus. So yeah. Isn't our all of our last names Christian? Yeah. Come yeah. on, we're all part of God's family. We're brothers in yeah. Christ. We'll, and we'll, we have beards. We'll see each other on God's great dance floor. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so Brian, so we have to kind of talk about the, the way I found out about you is because there was a little app that you could download on, I think, iPhone 4 is when, the first time I downloaded it. Uh, it was the Mars Hill Church app. And that's how I really found out about you guys because I was obviously listening to Mark Driscoll's sermons. I was a young man. Uh I know our, our listeners probably have a lot of opinions about him. I'll just say this. I, I think I've said this before. It's like I, I haven't seen any real repentance from him, but at the same time, his teaching really helped me out as a, as a young man trying to figure out my way through this life and also like just becoming a, hus- becoming a husband as well. But how did you get connected with Mars Hill? Like that's, that's It's a yeah. huge gig. Yeah. Um, you know, I... Uh, I was a part of Mars Hill for 12 years. Wow. And, um, yeah, really, you know, when I was probably 20, 21 years old, um, started attending for the first time. And, um, yeah, over that, over the course of those 12 years, um, kind of served at the church in various capacities, you know, between, um, volunteering and, um, I interned at one point, I was a part-time employee, full-time employee, got let go, was a part-time employee again, was a full-time employee (laughs) again, (laughs) got let go again. Um, so yeah, uh, it was, uh, I mean, yeah, I spent over a decade there in, you know, probably the the most some of the most formidable years of my life so um yeah it was it was a big big part of my life oh my goodness i can't imagine i got laid off from a church once and i was done i'm like i don't know if i want to go back you went back (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 i did Oh man! So, what what location were you at specifically, or or is, was your job was your job a worship leader, or did you do something else? Yeah. So, um, I first started attending when there was just one location, um, and stayed at that same location through through the uh, through the the whole time there. Um, and it's it was in the Ballard neighborhood in Seattle, and I still live in Ballard. I, li- I live. I live just a few blocks from the church there and have lived there for 11 years. So, um, and yeah, so at some points, you know, I, I kind of helped out with 
all things music at different points. Um, I was a worship leader, um, but most often when I was on staff, it wasn't, um, I wasn't being paid to be a worship leader. Um, and kind of my, my favorite season there was the, the last few years there when we got Marcel music going and my, my, I was on, on staff full time as a music producer. And so I got to be involved with recording the bands, help, helping write songs with people. Um, that's gotta be awesome. And I also spent time, you know, visiting some of the churches and just trying to encourage the worship leaders and, um, and help them grow the best that best that I could. Um, so yeah, that was, that was kind of the, the biggest part of my role there was, um, was music producer, which feels really ridiculous to talk about, you know, I mean, what, what kind of a church has a music producer on staff? That's, that's just kind of wild, you know. Yeah, but when you guys are interesting ride, but when you guys are putting out those type of songs, like I'll I'll just confess on this podcast right here, right now. Well, I already had a confession earlier Uh, of mistaken identity. So I, when I became a Christian, I was really worried because there was no none of the Christian songs that I heard at the time, I couldn't connect with. And I mean, I'm a I'm a kid who not a big fan of Smile FM. No, Smile FM or K Love, those th- those are Michigan Christian radio stations. Like my my mother in law would turn those off or turn those on. And it's I would like just your be top like, forty pop kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah, and I just was like, yeah, we just need to turn this off. I I grew up at a church where we sung hymns, and so like I I did like hymns. I I really liked lis- listening to the lyrics and actually meditating on the lyrics of the of the different songs uh, from hymns, and I still love it as well with my soul. Like mm. oh my gosh, yeah, but. It wasn't until I found Mars Hill music when I actually found quote unquote Christian songs that I could get behind and be like, I like this. Like I can actually feel like I can worship to this. Like mm-hmm. I would oh, like any anytime like any of our worship leaders that I would play guitar for would like, all right, band, like what songs do you want to sing this Sunday? Like I would always suggest stuff from Mars Hill and it's like Let's would, play this old hymn, but let's play it like this. Yeah, and so and then and then they'd be like, uh, "No, we're not going to do that one. We're going to do another number from Hillsong." I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Just not that there's I'm anything done. wrong with it. It's just not your flavor. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying. Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep my opinions to myself now. Hillsong. Did you, Chris Tomlin, Brian? Did you did you have the opportunity to being music producer to work on a lot of those arrangements? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean that that's how that's how. How cool um, is that? That's how <laughs> I'm all coveting, of us, I'm you know, got connected. That's how I, um, you know, I, I play with, I play keys and citizens and saints now. And, uh, that's how I got connected with those guys was, you know, producing those records with them and got to work on the songs and recordings with King's Kaleidoscope and Dustin Kensrue and yeah, all, all, everything that we did, I got to be a part of that. And it, yeah, I'm not saying that as like a humble brag, it, it was really an incredible opportunity and a, and a sweet season to, to get to work with like-minded people who really care about what we were doing and you know really challenge each other and care about each other doing our doing the best that we could with with what we're given so um yeah it was a, it was a pretty special season and and you know i think for us really um really what we what what our was it always sort of a big 
point of emphasis in Marcel music was um, a lot of Christian music can be just really uh, influenced by itself <clears throat> and um, and when when you're only listening to Christian music, uh, there's not a lot of room for um, or there, there's just not a, a diverse pool of influence. And so a lot of us just listening to other stuff, we we're able to share music with each other and um, get excited about doing music and, and, and writing songs in, in ways that were just really fun for us. You know, we weren't trying to do something different to do something different. Um, it's always just been do what you like. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. There is a Spotify playlist. So our listeners can go look at, look it up called hipster hymns. And it's just all Marcel music bands. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just typed it in out of the blue. I'm like, I wonder did if there's you, a, did you, you, know, you didn't make it up. You I didn't make it up. It? I found it. Somebody else made it. And there's, it's got a bunch of followers. So sing teams on there. Kings kaleidoscope, all, all everybody's on there. Yeah. Yeah, well, so, that's cool. I I'm so I'm so happy. It's been a that some people have um, you know latched on to <clears throat> what we were doing there, and you know a lot of our hope with it too was like not like hey you should be copying what we're doing. Um, <laughs> the idea is like there are a lot of ways to do this. A lot of um, people engage with music in different ways. And just do just just be yourself and make make music the way that you want to, and um, and my hope is that the legacy of that, uh, in regards to worship leaders, goes would be uh, an encouragement to just step out and try something new, try something that you like, and um, and it may be able to to serve your church. Yeah, that's awesome. You and I think you did such an amazing job too of of stylistically painting with a broad brush because like Kings would be more like uh, I mean it's indie rock. I I would classify it or like avant-garde or you know, but it, a lot of it to me it's not like your classic verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus. It it, it it has movements to it, you know, like here's the first part and here's the second part. Not, not that to say it doesn't repeat or, or loop back on itself. <clears throat> and then you, you know, you'd have citizens and saints that would, that would be more indie rock probably. And then you, you end up with uh, the sing team, which is completely different yet. As you described <laughs> it, Motown. Just who knows what. <laughs> yeah. uh, just, it's awesome though. It, it's, it's all vastly different, but it all works really well. And it's, and it's all alternative to what most of us are kind of stuck with, mm. you know, I don't, I don't know if that's a good way to put that or not, but, mm. uh, you know, come Sunday morning, we're, we're playing the same 20 songs over and over again. Mm. Um, where we don't have that stylistically vast array. Our church, maybe at our location, we mix it up a little bit because we're out in the sticks. So we'll mix, we'll mix in some uh, some bluegrass and country and folk stuff. Sometimes you know, our worship leader yeah. breaks out the banjo, which is, it's real. I mean, it's it's different than what I grew up with, uh, you know, being in punk rock bands. But it's it's a lot of fun at the same time. Like it just, it's a nice. Uh, for me, it's a nice change of pace or 
change the scenery. And it, to me, it really pushes me as a musician to like learn stuff that's different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think that's something that's really, uh, important for the church. Uh, man, especially now, um, like embracing and celebrating diversity within Christ church. Um, there's, there's so much that is to be seen and, um, and so much that is to be celebrated. And, and I think, I think we can be a big part of that, um, in, in how we get to engage congregations and, in gathered worship. Um, even though there is like an important element of, um, being invitational and, you know, welcoming and approaching. Um, I, I think there's a, there's a way that we can balance that with, um, with, um, valuing the, the diversity that exists within the church. Um, and I think that's really important. Yeah, I, I, no, I totally agree. Um, can we talk about your, uh, the new record that came out this month? I think I, I said coming yes. out this month, I can't believe we're halfway through October already. This, I know. It blows my I mind know. that I know. October's halfway gone. I still need to buy my costumes oh for my Halloween. Gosh. Yeah, I'm working on that, uh, Halloween Christmas or Halloween Christian record. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, you haven't heard it anything like this before. Are you being serious no, or are you just playing I'm, with us? Well, you can make that up in your mind, whatever you think. <laughs> I'm going to say, he has I have a song. In of... His hands and he shows them to his friends. <laughs> Jesus rose from the grave, but he's not a zombie. Hey. <laughs> You're catching on. I'm not adding. <laughs> I, I think this real I think this thing really has has legs to it, guys. Let's uh <laughs> Let's develop it. <laughs> All right, I'll start writing. I, I mean, I do have a song about the haunted house I grew up in. That's. <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to you, dude. Well, let's just kind of make a couple tweaks and yeah. sing it on Sunday. You know? Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll throw. <laughs> you, just ter- you terrify the congregation. It's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty creepy. Oh my gosh! Uh, so I'm looking at like the track listing, and I was listening to your your new record earlier today. I was like just looking at the tracks because you, you got some old hymns on here, and I see "Just as I Am" on there. Yes. And growing up as a youth in Baptist churches, uh, "Just as I Am" was like the staple. I mean, we sang like 14 verses, and we sang it until somebody came forward. Like, yeah. It didn't didn't even matter. So like, oh, totally. I was like, I was pumped to see this on on the track list because I wanted to hear your your version of it. Yeah, sweet. Um, I I've loved that hymn for a long time, and uh, yeah, it's definitely a bit different than you probably sang it growing up. But um, you know, it's uh. Still has pretty much the same words, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I see, I see, like love lifted me on there, and I instantly go back yeah. to love lifted me. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, totally. That like, one's a, that one's a little more true to the, uh, the yeah. hymnal version. You know, they, that song was uh, really special to our family. My my wife's 
grandpa passed away a few years ago and and that was his favorite hymn and um we got to sing that with him at his deathbed and um it so it's been a really special part of our family for years that's awesome that's intense yeah so i mean this what's this record for is this just like personal collection of songs you love is it meant for worship is it what what's the what's the driver behind it uh okay so yeah so we we had a few years off from the sing team and uh i mean it was probably about this time last year well maybe maybe a little earlier than that but um around last summer um that I really wanted to get doing the sing team again. And I realized that a lot of what was holding me back from that was fear. Um, and you know, we had a lot of people that were a part of the sing team. I was going to ask like how many, how many people are in the sing team real quick? Yeah. I mean, it depends on if you, you know, as far as like alumni go, you know, at, (laughs) at any, uh, you know, I could probably, we could probably put like 30 or 40 names on that list, but you know, when we play, when we play shows now, um, it's, I kind of invite anybody and everybody that can come and do it. And I saw uh, that on Facebook, you had an open invite to come play in the band. Yeah. We're, uh, we're going to be like a good business move. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. So Um, you, I mean, just, just real quick, you describing your, your personality, like uh, being fearful or, or having anxiety, what's that like? Putting that putting that out there, like, hey, you know, just come on in. Honestly, um, honestly, the the sing team has been one of the most uh, therapeutic uh, <laughs> combatants against my anxiety, that's and awesome, and that's dude. been that's been just like connecting with people, you know, and. Um, and engaging in relationships, um, which, yeah, it's so important for us. Like, um, I, I think, I think a lot of times we just want to like look at ourselves and evaluate ourselves. And then when you get in the mix with different people, you kind of, you can kind of lose yourself there and kind of, kind of be a part of something that's, that's bigger than yourself. And so, yeah, as far as, um, as far as who the sing team is, you know, and doing this record, um, I invited everybody that was originally a part of that with us to, um, to do the record. And, um, you know, most everybody got involved with doing the record with us, which is really cool. I mean, you know, now we're like three years past three or four years past, you know, the last time the sing team has ever played or been together and you know people are in all sorts of different places people have moved different places oh, yeah. um people are a part of all different um you know church communities or not a part of church communities um in you know various places of faith and doubt and belief and unbelief and um and you know really my my hope with all of this was a lot more for just getting to do this and engage with with our community that that we were a part of, and getting to continue doing music that um, challenges us to to look outside of ourselves, 
And so, you know, as far as like whether it's intended for um, gathered worship or not, um, I think it would be great if 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 some of these songs are helpful for that. Um, that's not necessarily the the number one goal of it all. Um, um, but I I do feel like the community and the music that we have around the sing team is something really special. And I was just excited to get, get that going again. And it's been, it's been sweet to get to do that. That's awesome. (laughs) And I I hope that we can continue it for years to come. I I love the experiences like that. So you have this record that you put out with, you know, friends and family that you, you look back on five, 10 years from now and be like, remember when we did that sing team thing? Like, yeah. Like that's what yeah. I hope. That's what honestly what I hope Alex and I get out of that, this podcast. Be like, remember Alex when we did that podcast thing and and you know. Yeah. Oh, we're doing this till Jesus comes back. Yeah. You didn't hear? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> till we get till we get raptured. Yeah. You know, if you believe in that. Kind that's of the thing. plan. But it's still like, hey man, we get to talk to really interesting people yeah. for hours yeah. of their time, yeah. and uh, just, and we're nobodies. Like we're just two two dudes hanging out in Flint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very cool. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Jason, you got any other questions? We're coming up on an hour. Um, the special two-hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're just getting started. I'm not going to lie. When you're tell, talking about getting the Sing team back together, it kind of sounded like a Christian version of the Blues Brothers. Oh, like, yeah. we got to get the band back together. It's a mission from Gad. Yeah. It's... <laughs> That's it's pretty much what happened. So. <laughs> I'm trying to convince my wife to come out to Indianapolis and oh, play yeah. play some cello for you. What? She's a cellist? Oh yeah, yeah. And oh, uh yeah. she's too nervous. She's like, "No, no, I can't." Oh, your wife, she's a cellist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my wife oh. plays roller derby and she's a cellist and Okay. It's, okay. It's pretty phenomenal. Okay, badass. <laughs> I'm actually um well this is coming out this this episode's coming out on the 20th so you will be in Indianapolis when this episode comes out but the weekend wow. before um yeah we're heading up to the northern Michigan for a roller derby tournament and then we're going to wow. spend some time doing a little vacation but yeah it's it's pretty awesome I mean it's it's kind of like uh it's that feeling of playing in a band you know when you just get to get out and do the weekend warrior thing and go to a yeah. show but except now it's roller derby and it's wow it's just as much fun meeting interesting people and stuff so but dude that's so cool yeah dude it's it's awesome but oh. that's what you're doing uh yeah the 19th and 20th and 21st you're doing the weekend warrior thing right yep that's and right you couldn't make your way to michigan yeah i know <laughs> i feel like a lot I of know. bands just pass us over they're like yeah we're just gonna skate by here yeah <laughs> no worries it's because all the water you have to drive around we get it <laughs> <laughs> we understand our state's beautiful though oh it's so great i love michigan i think every time i've been to michigan it's been in the fall and oh, uh and yeah it's lovely there in the fall yeah that's exactly what we're doing on our little trip we're going to petoskey and there's this road um, by the shoreline called the Tunnel of Trees. Mm. And it's just all these trees that overlap the road, but it's fall colors. And so I can't wait. I'm pretty pumped. 
Yeah, uh, that's sweet. Be like super dark out or something and not see anything. That's how you know you're old. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I'm getting real excited to go see the trees. <laughs> the fall color tour, man. Yes. It's nature. It's God's. Um, it's God's creation. Yeah, man. it's his. It's his canvas. <laughs> Dude, I love it. Oh, I'm not making fun of you too no, much. No, I feel I'm like right you are, though. You. I'm right there I know. With you, lo- you love the nature, too. Brian, you like nature? Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, huge nature fan. Uh, he lives in, Seattle. No, it's, he lives in it's, Washington it, State. It's beautiful there. Yeah, it is. Um, so this uh, just a few days ago with my family, we went to uh, Mount Rainier National Park. And, you know, uh, Mount Rainier is just massive. It's over 14,000 feet tall, wow. less than two hours from Seattle. And I have never been there before this last Friday. Oh my God. And, um, and it is just, it was just mind blowing. We took all of our kids out there and did a, did a hike and, um, yeah, it was just an incredibly memorable time. So that sounds like a blast. Hashtag nature. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of like a real off the wall question, but because it's kind of like a like a hobby of mine, what's uh what's the word on Sasquatch out in the, your parts? Oh yeah, <laughs> no, that's this is a good question. Um, we don't like to talk about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh snap! I knew it. It's a government. No, cover you know, up. you know, you know. It's funny. There's a there's a music festival. Uh, near here massive music festival called sasquatch and that was the first thing i thought of when you said that i was like oh whoa crazy he's kind of like dialed in with the washington state music scene no, you know he means <laughs> actual like, big oh, oh no no yeah yeah Bigfoot. yeah yeah sure. um yeah he means so in the hendersons that, that tells you how tuned i am with the uh with the sasquatch scene so there's a podcast I listen to called Sasquatch Chronicles and like the guests on there are just like, well, well, friends, we're going to leave you off at this episode. We're going squatching like <laughs> it's a verb now to go nice. searching for Sasquatch. Dude, okay. you got to squatch. <laughs> squatch yourself. <laughs> All right, Brian, what's your favorite song off this record? To God, all praise and glory. Yeah, it kind of it's cool because it has it's it's like a sweet confession of faith that's both personal and uh, communal and um, it was one of the most challenging songs to arrange for this record um, but we just had a blast with it it's it kind of does all things sing teamy um, you know there's like a really really sweet sort of hollywood disney string breakdown in the middle there's like you know daft punk disco dance deal at the end um yeah it's kind of goes all over the place but yeah it, it was it was a fun one to do a fun one to play live too that that sounds awesome man well alex uh he just got called away. His mom's here to pick up the baby, so 
Ah. He's gone. It's just me here. And we're, okay. We're going to wrap this up here. Um, actually, we'll get a picture and stuff here in a minute. But, dude, Brian, yeah. thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's, it's yeah, it's been sweet talking with you. I hope we get to do it again sometime. Yeah, man, for sure. Christ's holy name, give God all praise and glory. Let all who lean on the Spirit's strength declare the wondrous story. Cast every idol from its throne. For Brian from the Sing Team, everybody. That was awesome. Say his last name, Alex. Eichelberger. Oh, see you. I was it. practicing in yeah. my heart. In your heart. <laughs> You'll always be in my heart. Dude, what a fun interview, man. He's a good dude. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's just a dude. Yeah. But, I mean, he's in. he plays in three bands. I thought, well, I thought he just did the Sing Team stuff. I didn't know he did, like, produced and was, you know, had his hand in all the song arrangements there. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that is really, really cool. And that he's, that he's had his hand in all these different songs that I've... I've really connected with in my with my my Christian faith and like when 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 all hope seemed like it was gone with Christian music and me. There's Brian producing all these wonderful <laughs> records, rising up like a phoenix from the ashes. Yes. What's your favorite sing team song? My favorite sing team song, obviously, is "Satisfied in You." I mean, you can't you can't get past that. That song just hits on such an emotional level and. But then again, my second one is What a Friend We Have in Jesus. I was going to say, too, man, those are just they're grooving. There's yeah. Motown, very uh, Bell and Sebastian. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that that was basically, yeah, man. Baseline is it's sick. It's just grooving. Uh, but uh, tonight is is Friday, the yep. 20th, and the sync team is in Indianapolis tonight. Yeah, absolutely. So if you live in Indiana, um, get on their website, find out where that show's at, because... I think it just says Indianapolis. I know it's but last I'm sure minute, it's somewhere. but yeah. you won't regret it. You won't. It, it'll be awesome. Brian's, he's an awesome dude. So go to that show. And if you miss him tomorrow, they're in Cincinnati. And All those Ohioans. Yeah. Oh, Ohio- Ohioanians. Ohio. Ho- yeah. Oh, you know oh, Hawaii. That's where Ohio. the Area 51 UFO no, that's not. its resting places in Ohio. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You didn't know that? It's in New Mexico. No, it's not. Yes, it's in Roswell, New that's Mexico. That's where it crashed, but that's not where it's at right now. Oh, are you talking conspiracies again? Yeah. No, no, that's not a conspiracy. That's a known fact, dude. Okay, okay. That UFO okay. crashed. Okay. <laughs> do you need to look it up? No, I don't need to look it up. I'll, I'll take your word for it. You know more about conspiracies than I do. That that UFO is it's in uh, it's in Ohio. Awesome. But yeah, that's where the sync team's at tomorrow night. So please, guys, check them out. Even if you, uh, I just looked up how much their new album is on iTunes. It's seven ninety nine. Yeah, it's you get nine songs for for seven ninety nine. It's less than a dollar a song. Yeah, and I mean, if you're looking to change up, you know, the flavor of your Christian music, or you just want to hear some really awesome music, check them out. Yeah. You got to. 
So Jason, you know, we we talk a lot about we've talked a lot about Brian on this episode. Obviously, he was our guest. Yeah, I and mean, you do that when you have a guest on the show, you you, you right. talk about them. But you know, we have to talk about our social media. Oh, yeah, that's So too. we have to talk about it because we have them. I mean, there's no successful podcast out there that doesn't have social media. I I've learned that it's the necessary evil in our culture today. Like you have if you're doing anything, if you're running a business, if you're running a podcast, if you have, if you're an artist, you have to have social media. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I was actually listening to Dave Rubin, and he was talking about. He's a political commentator, oh, and he was in your politics, Alex. He's actually, uh, he calls himself a classic liberal. So, oh. so I was listening to the other side of the aisle per se, and he was talking about how our minds aren't evolving enough. To keep up with the the pace that our uh, our technology is evolving, and That's so an interesting thought. So he's saying is like we need we're, our brains weren't meant to be so connected and having so much information piled into us at once. Yeah, well, too Which bad. Is, this isn't a good plug for yeah. for no, our social media gonna because we're going to tell people yeah. to go to our social media. Not just one of them, three of them, three of them. So we're on Twitter. Yep, we're on the tweets. It's not. Your pastor, NY Pastors, at That's right. NY Pastors. Uh, we're also on Instagram. Yep, but there's pictures there. Yep, there's lots of pictures. There's pictures of the interview we just did. We just took a picture with Brian. It's on there. Yep, and then we also have yeah, Facebook. Whatever. Yeah, there's Facebook. Whatever, you. everybody's on it. Yes, you know it's you so, It's so funny to me when you meet somebody who's not on Facebook. My cousin, he's the same age as me, not on Facebook. Is he just trying to be cool? I, I just don't think he cares. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I deleted my Facebook for a good three years. I did that for about a year. I deleted my Facebook. It was wonderful. I made it three years. This and really then I, isn't good. I, well, I had to connect with a family member, and so I turned it back on. And I had to sell some stuff to make some money and to get rid of my junk for minimalism month. So yeah. there we go. Well, I mean, what sucks about this like feedback segment is we don't have any because I'm up north. Yeah, you're currently up north at, is it Mitten, am, I, am I currently up north? No, I'm back now, but when we normally record our shows. Yeah, so we're kind of um, pre-recording this episode, yeah. obviously, because you know Jason's going to be up north, and he's the one who, who really makes the magic happen when these episodes are posted, so I, I just don't have the skills. Yeah, so we heard from Timmy and the Stranger today. Yep, Timmy uh, and the Stranger making... leaving some five-star reviews. Yeah, so please leave those five-star reviews, and we will read them in the next episode for sure. But actually, yep. if we have time for our next episode, because our next episode, Jason, is the Halloween special podcast of horror part I two. I am excited. I love ghost stories. Is Can, yep. we, can we at least name one of our guests? Because he's locked in. Yeah, yeah, we can name the guest who's locked in. Okay, so I'm super pumped. You, you may know him from our Dang Gina <laughs> plug that we <laughs> I haven't put that in in a while. Our, the sound effect that we use. Not, we haven't used it in a while, but maybe in this episode you can make it happen, Jason. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. I just put it in. Antonio Marino from the Red Rum Theater podcast yeah, is stopping oh, by dude. in my basement to tell some scary ghost stories. I think the very first time I met him... A couple of years ago, I was like, yeah, I do a podcast. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, we're going to do Halloween. He's like, I got some crazy ghost stories. <laughs> <laughs> it's like our first interaction ever. He's uh, he's so fun. And that podcast is so much fun. But we're going to have him by, by. And we may have a couple other guests on to tell some of their ghost stories. But like I said, we haven't locked those guests in yet. Yeah. So make sure you guys tune in for that one. It's going to be 
It's going to be as an owl says, a hoot. Oh! <laughs> uh, speaking of hoots, yeah. it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about this last week. And I just want to pitch it again, remind you guys that Coach Nick Cotton from the Flint City Derby Girls, Flint Roller Derby, I should say. Was that episode 16? Uh, I think we I had them think on. so, yeah, when he was a guest. Yep, he was a guest on our podcast, how... The, how was it the church saved roller derby or something? I can't remember. Yeah, the yeah something like that. Uh, you it was, can look it was it up. fun. But um, fun. anyway, uh, Nick has been nominated for Real Men Wear Pink, and he's currently raising funds for breast cancer awareness. And uh, hopefully by now he's hit his goal. But if not, there's a link in our show description, and you can still contribute to him. Absolutely. So, Jason, there's going to be probably some people out there in 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 you know in the world that are thinking about donating towards you know breast cancer awareness or mm-hmm. the finding the research finding the cure for it what's the one piece of advice you want to tell those those donors or those people that are maybe sitting on the fence like uh, maybe I should give maybe I shouldn't give what what do you want to tell them I want to say keep your stick on the ice and give some money to a good cause good night everybody mm-hmm.